Hey there guys, and welcome to Tips for Lawyers podcast, episode number one. Pretty exciting to be finally getting the podcast off the ground. I have been talking about it for a little while. I've been thinking about it for a longer while. I certainly had the equipment to do it for a little while. I just needed a little bit more time to think about what I really wanted the podcast to be about. If you're a subscriber to tipsforlawyers.com, then you'll know I have been talking about it for a little while. Not as long as some people have before they get it going, but certainly long enough I was starting to feel a little bit uneasy about having something on my to-do list for quite such a long time. So here we are in episode one, and in traditional fashion, episode one isn't going to be a normal podcast episode. What it's going to be is an opportunity for me to tell you a little bit about Tips for Lawyers. If you haven't seen the website, then go check it out at www.tipsforlawyers.com you are a visitor from the website then welcome i hope the podcast will offer you as you go through the episode something in a little bit more depth to what i get into in tips for lawyers and the articles and videos that i put on there we'll get a bit more about what the podcast is going to cover in a little while but i thought what i'd start with is a little bit of an introduction to tips for lawyers and then going to have a little bit of a chat about why i started tips for lawyers just so you can understand a bit about why I'm here and what I'm trying to do. We'll have a quick talk about what format the podcast is going to take, what sort of content you can expect, and then we'll have a quick chat at the end about how you guys can help me make the podcast and for that matter the website and any other material I release better and more useful and more meaningful to you. So what is Tips for Lawyers? Tips for Lawyers, in a nutshell, is about providing skills-based information for lawyers. In particular, we have a tendency to focus on uh, law students and younger lawyers, so recent graduates, first, second, third, fourth, fifth year lawyers, but I think there's a lot of benefit really for people across the board who are interested in law or studying law or practicing in law who could get a lot out of the Tips for Lawyers site and hopefully a bit out of this podcast. It's important you know that what we're not going to be talking about is black letter law. So in the podcast and on the site, by and large, I'm not going to be providing you with case summaries. I'm not going to be providing you with latest news on high court or Supreme Court decisions. And I'm not going to be providing you with an analysis of various sections of particular pieces of legislation. Why? Well, you've got plenty of that already. The fact is, through university and through your working in the law firm, you have a huge exposure to what law content is. So you have an opportunity to read cases, give advices, study the common law, study the statutes. Really, you get exposed to that every day of every week. But what Tips for Lawyers is about is filling the other side of the necessary skills for legal practice. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the things that allow you to put that legal knowledge into a useful format so that you can be productive, so that you can be persuasive, so that you can communicate well, so that you can help develop clients and engage in marketing and rainmaking activities. I'm also talking though about things like personal development, which is really fundamental to career success. You need to be considering as part of your career how you're going to be as a lawyer, what your character is going to be like, how you're going to approach issues of ethics, integrity, focus, diligence. Sometimes we talk about things like how to form new habits how you can get some greater satisfaction and joy out of your profession, because at the end of the day, 
It can be a thoroughly enjoyable profession, but unfortunately the reality is that a lot of lawyers simply don't like their jobs. Uh, now I'm not one of them. I'm lucky enough to really enjoy my job and perhaps that's why I started the website in the first place and why I want to do this podcast because I want to share a little bit of that enthusiasm for a career in the law and hopefully that'll be contagious and I'll end up with a few more people like me who actually genuinely enjoy getting into legal issues, helping clients out, delivering good products, good service and making the most out of a career in law by applying some skills as well as our legal knowledge in the hope it will be well-rounded lawyers who can across the board deliver better service and better value to the law firms that we work for or ultimately the law firms that we end up running. So that's Tips for Lawyers. That's what we're hoping to do. We're hoping to provide you, and I say we, of course, I mean me, it's really just all me at the moment, but what I'm trying to do is provide you with useful information and practical skills that you can put into practice that'll help you create more value for your clients and for your firm. And at the end of the day, that's going to help you in the long run, I hope, and it's going to create better lawyers across the board, which to me is an important goal to have as an industry, as a profession. We really need to be looking how we can go about raising the bar in terms of what we are doing with our clients and with our legal services at large. That's tips for lawyers. I feel like I should share a little bit about my story. I really, really don't want this to become a, a podcast about Chris, but I figure what I should do is just give a little bit of an explanation as to where I came from. So uh, I finished my law degree a fair while ago now, it was over uh, nearly a decade ago, and I was lucky enough to do articles. So those of you aren't familiar, articles was sort of like two-year apprenticeship, which you did towards the end or at the end of your degree. And I was lucky enough to do articles uh, in a small firm, so there was about six people, and I had a really good boss who was really engaged with me and prepared to discuss with me how the firm ran, the various issues the firm faced, client issues, communication issues, and he really had a heavy focus on that skills set that a lawyer required. And from that, uh, what I found is that I really took that on board and applied it to my practice. But what I also noticed is that a lot of my friends and a lot of other lawyers and young law students and recent graduates weren't getting that same attention uh, to their legal skills. They were getting the same attention to their legal knowledge, and these are people who had far better GPAs than I did. Um, but they weren't learning how to serve their clients well, and they weren't learning how law firms functioned as a business. So I then moved to a slightly larger firm, around 100 people altogether, uh, and I now work at a firm that has about 250 people, give or take, on any given day. So uh, I have, uh, in one sense, I guess, moved up in the world, but uh, really the size of the firm isn't an indication of its quality. And I have taken the lessons I've learned in my formative years doing my articles and my initial stint as a solicitor after I was admitted, and I've really sought to apply that. But what I have noticed over time, and certainly now that I'm in a position where I'm looking at mentoring and coaching and teaching and training younger lawyers and recent graduates are coming in, I'm really noticing a lack of skills. Now, partly that could be because the system's changed now. There is no longer an article system in Australia, but... I think it's also partly to do with the fact that senior lawyers just aren't as dedicated to that as they used to be. So senior lawyers are now often quite wrapped up and extremely busy in uh, billable work, 
they're doing client work, they're doing complex work, and uh, it's very hard to pull them away from that or to get them to focus on anything other than that because the reality is the, the short-term economic imperative of making your billable hours and billing the necessary time is what keeps you employed. Uh, it's what keeps the money coming in the door and it's what keeps the firm functioning, uh, at least on one level. But uh, to me, there is a longer-term imperative and that is what value is there going to be longer term in applying ourselves to training and coaching and providing skills for junior lawyers that in turn allow them to be more productive, that allow them to exercise greater control over files, uh, to deliver work faster and more accurately. And those kinds of skills, I think, although they don't have an immediate impact, uh, do have a medium to long term impact upon the profitability of a firm, but also on the value that a younger lawyer can offer to a firm. Uh, it's a very tough, very tough market at the moment for law students and for graduates and for younger lawyers. Uh, not too long ago, it of course was a much easier time where lawyers could find jobs pretty easily and, and certainly most of them had a, had a pick of the jobs that they wanted uh, and they were all pretty well paying, but the tides have really turned in that and it is very hard for lawyers to find jobs at the moment and to give yourself the greatest opportunity to find a job, you need to have a demonstrable ability to provide value to a firm. Taking on a new staff member is always an economic decision. And so being able to provide value to your firm, uh, I think, and certainly the position I've taken, is of critical importance for anyone who is now working in a firm and also anyone who may one day be looking for a job. You need to be able to explain to the firm why them taking you over someone else is better for them. That's not too complicated really, but a lot of people don't think of it from the point of view of what value they can add through their skill set. They only think of it from the point of view of their experience, what work have they done, what files have they worked on. And sure, that's one component, but if you think more broadly of the firm as a business and understand the imperatives that that business has and the focus it has and how it makes its money and where the profit comes from, then you will be much better armed to speak to how you personally can add value to that, how you can add to the bottom line and how you would be a better acquisition than the hundred other options that they have available to them. So for me, uh, providing this service like I do, providing the information on tipsforlawyers.com and providing this podcast and the YouTube videos and the various other things I get engaged in, this is all really for me part of helping younger lawyers provide more value to their firms and to their own careers. It's to help people build up their careers with a skill set that's going to make them offer their firms more money and a better reason to keep them around, to promote them, to get them involved in high complexity work and to give them the opportunities and the uh, authority and the autonomy that the younger lawyers these days are often seeking. Now, the thing I haven't spoken about too much in the last few minutes is, of course, the client. At the end of the day, a more well-skilled lawyer will serve a client better. And if you've seen some of the articles on the site, you'll know uh, that I focus heavily on issues like communication in particular. Lawyers are notoriously terrible communicators. Now, I know that sounds like a bit of a misnomer because we should be great communicators with our skill set. We should be able to deliver information accurately and succinctly. But what we fail to do, and I think it's because we just don't realize that we're doing it, but we fail to engage with our clients on different levels beyond the logical. Lawyers are highly analytical, logical people, whether we started that way 
uh, or not, we have a tendency to come that way out the other end of our law degrees, and certainly after a few years in practice. And we somewhere along the way lose the ability to engage with people on an emotional level. And what study after study shows is that clients who walk through the door, with some exceptions, but by and large clients who walk through the door are not just looking for you to leap in and tell them how much law you know. They are looking for you to engage with them, to hear their story, to understand their story, to engage with them on an emotional level as well so that they feel like you can be trusted with what to them is an extremely personal issue. It doesn't matter whether they're buying a house or selling a house. It doesn't matter whether they're drawing a will or engaging in a piece of litigation. These are personal issues to your client and your ability to communicate successfully with them while simultaneously offering value to your firm is going to make you a superior lawyer to the people who can't do that. That's what this podcast is about. That's what Tips for Lawyers is about. And that's what I'm trying to accomplish, having experienced over time the shift uh, and the ability of senior lawyers uh, to do this who don't. Uh, It's a bit disappointing, but hopefully I can fill a bit of that gap with this podcast. Um, But I'd certainly, if you're a senior lawyer, encourage you to do the same thing within your own firm. I should have a quick talk about what we're going to do in the podcast more generally. Obviously, this is the number one podcast. This is where I talk about what Tips for Lawyers is and what I do and where I came from and all that stuff that people talk about in the first episode. But really what the podcast is is an extension of tipsforlawyers.com. The big benefit of the podcast, of course, is that uh, you can listen to me wherever you are. So um, with the website and with the YouTube videos, of course, I appreciate that you've really got to be in front of a screen. Uh, Whereas with the podcast, you can be listening to me on a run, you can be listening uh, in your car or on the bus or whatever, far more flexibility. And it allows me to deliver some of this information in a way that might be more readily accessible for you. So that's one reason I'm doing it. It's just another way of providing some information that might be more easily accessed by some of you than either my YouTube videos or my website articles. I might sometimes overlap on issues on the podcast, but what I hope to do, if it is an issue I've dealt with in the website, of course, I've only got maybe sort of 600 to 1,000 words. That's sort of the, the rough length of most of my articles on the website. And that's not really a great opportunity to get into depth in any given topic. So what I'm hoping I can do in the podcast is take some of those topics that I might have touched on on a surface level and really get into some nitty gritty with them, take them a bit further, analyze them a bit deeper and give you some more practical strategies that you can put into place with a greater understanding of the issues so that you can then take them on board and implement them into your own personal practices uh, and legal development. So that's what I'm trying to do with the podcast is offer greater depth on these fairly complex issues. Uh, I don't want to be repetitive, of course. Sometimes I might be a little bit, but what I want to do is uh, be able to offer that greater depth for those of you who are interested in taking it. The last thing I wanted to have a quick chat about is how you guys can help me out. Um, There's probably two of you at the moment, maybe three, uh, if I can convince my wife to listen to it. But um, look, if you are listening to it, you can obviously help me out in a few ways, and I would really appreciate it. The first way you can help me out is by sharing my podcast episodes uh, or my articles on the site. Don't share it if you don't find it interesting, but if you do, chances are some of your peers will, some other people in your network might. Please share it around. Uh, It's very, very hard for people to get the word out these days when they're doing a podcast or a website. 
Uh, it's a very noisy world. There's a lot of websites. I think I heard the other day that about one in six people on the planet has a blog. Um, so it's kind of crazy at the moment, frankly. But you can help me out by sharing this information amongst your peers. Uh, it's not hard. Click a share button, spread it around, let people know. If you're speaking to someone and you think they'd find it interesting, please mention it. Uh, it's not hard. Tipsforlawyers.com. Um, and that would help me out a lot. But the second thing uh, and, and often forgotten thing that people can do to help me out or to help the site out, and it's really something that's going to help you out and everybody else out, is um, please submit a comment. If you read an article and you think, hey, Chris missed this thing, or hey, uh, Chris, I don't agree with you about issue X, and you know, what do you think about that? Make a comment. Let me know. The comments are always available on the website, both on the articles, and they will be as well uh, on the podcast episodes, just in the same way they are normally. So make a comment. The final thing you can do uh, is to send me ideas of things that you want me to deal with. Now, I know from the emails I've got already that a hot topic at the moment is job hunting. Um, I'll do my best on that. I'm not sure what more I can do beyond the job hunting series that I've already done, but I, if anything comes to me that can assist you guys who I know are desperately looking for career progression and for jobs, and, and some of you are stuck in jobs that you just hate and you really want to get out but you can't, I realise that there is a terrible um, lack of positions out there and everyone's trying to advance themselves. So if I can think of anything at all, I will certainly provide that. But if you have any other ideas, please let me know. Um, things you want to learn about, things you want me to talk about. Bear in mind what the purpose of the podcast is. Obviously, it's skills-based stuff, so don't ask me to tell you about bankruptcy or you know winding companies up or whatever, because um, I might one day do that, but probably not just now. So let me know. Um, as before, if you're interested in it, if you've got this question, if you want to know about this skill, chances are other people do too. So it allows me to really understand where you guys want me to take the podcast and what you want me to talk about. So that's all I really wanted to talk about today. We're coming up on the 20 minute mark or something like that. So I think that's a perfectly long enough podcast to have for first instance. I don't know how long they're going to be. I'm going to try to get them out weekly. Um, bear in mind, I'm a full-time lawyer. So uh, if I can't, uh, please forgive me, but I will try to be consistent because I know it's pretty annoying to have podcasts that comes and goes. So um, thank you for listening. Uh, this is Chris Hargrave, tipsforlawyers.com podcast, episode number one, and I'll see you next time.